I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Well, it's a brand new year, and as Eric told you on Sunday, that means nothing. You must take in information, take in data, take in ideas, and make with those raw ingredients something useful. I can't tell you how to live, neither can Eric, neither can or could Marcus Aurelius. I think that this is a really important point that Eric made, that the onus to act is on you, and you are the only one capable of acting like you. I can't act like you for you, and I can't know you well enough to tell you how to act because I'm not you. But all of us, Eric, Kai, and myself, and others joining the team this year, can provide what we think are insights into what we think are wise words of the past. And that is exactly what we'll be doing this year, much in the same as we did last year. But it should be ever-present in your mind that this all comes down to you, just like working out, eating healthier, or any other form of working on yourself. You're the one that has to do the work, and there's no magic bullet or medication that will save you from the work. So with that in mind, Happy New Year. I'm glad you're still here with me, and now us. And let's dive into meditation number 37 from book four, which reads as follows. Thou wilt soon die, and thou art not yet simple, not yet free from perturbations, nor without suspicion of being hurt by external things, nor kindly disposed towards all, nor dost thou yet place wisdom only in acting justly. This meditation is the perfect opportunity to remind all of you that this, what we're reading from, the meditations, is a journal, and Marcus is speaking to himself in this journal. Thou wilt soon die. He's talking about himself. Marcus is addressing Marcus, and he's reprimanding himself fairly sternly. And thou art not yet simple, not yet free from perturbations. Yo, Marcus, you're still complicating things. You're still allowing externals to sway you, to move you around, to jostle you, to rustle your stoic jimmies, nor without suspicion of being hurt by external things. You're still fearing those indifferent externals, Marcus, and you're allowing them to corrupt your character, 
You're allowing things you cannot control to control you, nor kindly disposed towards all. We're meant to work together, remember, Marcus? Like the rows of teeth, upper and lower, one of the first things you wrote in this journal. But here you are, Marcus, not behaving that way. You're preaching, but you're not practicing. Nor dost thou yet place wisdom only in acting justly. And the greatest trespass of all, Marcus, last of the five good emperors, you've forgotten that justice is perhaps the greatest projection of wisdom, for justice encompasses all that is acting appropriately. You're not acting appropriately, Marcus. You're falling short. Marcus was a special man, and in no meditation is it clearer than in this one. He's the emperor of Rome. He can get away with anything. He could oppress his people. He can wage war. He could kill indiscriminately. He could behave like a tyrannical dictator. And yet, here he is, trying to become a better person. How many Roman emperors, indeed how many great and powerful men of the ancient world, were focused in any significant capacity on bettering themselves? This is a kind of inward self-reflection uncommon in the Western world during this period of time, and it would remain uncommon for millennia more. Marcus is giving himself the business, almost calling himself a hypocrite, when he laments that he is still perturbed, he still acts unjustly, he still acts unkindly, he still isn't wise. And there's a sense of urgency in the writing, perhaps even a sense of fear, Thou wilt soon die. He's running out of time. He's not happy with his practice. This is book four. We're nearly 100 meditations into the meditations, and who knows how many days or years in Marcus's timeline. I mean, he was probably in his 50s when he wrote this meditation, this specific meditation, because this is, as far as I can gather, written around 175 AD, and Marcus dies in 180 AD. So he's not wrong when he says he's going to die soon. Of course, he's not aware of his actual likely time of death. He was probably speaking broadly, in alignment with the often stated idea in these meditations that we don't know when we will die. And no matter when we will die, it is soon in the grand scheme of infinite time. You, dear listener, are not an emperor with near limitless power and authority over millions of people. You're just Dave or Jessica a random human being who probably burned the toast they made this morning or who dribbles food down their shirt whenever they eat a hamburger or hot dog. If Marcus is in his 50s, still struggling with this, an emperor in his 50s, still struggling with this, what hope do you have to be a better Stoic? Well, I've got good news for you. You have exactly the same hopes, exactly the same. It's not your position in life or your control over people as a person in political power that determines how good a person you can become. Anyone at any rung of the socioeconomic ladder or power hierarchy can look inward and say at any time, well, damn, this isn't how I want to be. I want to be better than how I currently am. And you could argue that for someone like you, and I include myself in this synopsis, who is undoubtedly far less busy under far less pressure, and far less important in relative terms than the emperor of the entire Roman Empire, would have an easier time becoming something different than what they are today than would someone like Marcus Aurelius. 
Marcus may well have in changing his behavior changed the course of the lives of millions. You just have to stop spending three hours doom scrolling through TikTok when you're trying to go to sleep at night and you'll get more rest. And there seems to be a lot less pressure and a lot less difficulty in doing something like that. Thou wilt soon die, and thou art not yet simple. How challenging do you imagine it is to cultivate a simple life, lived simply, prioritizing wisdom and justice when you're the emperor of the whole of the Roman Empire? Arguably, it is far less simple than it is for us to spend 15 minutes a day journaling or 20 minutes a day going for a run, or a walk, or doing 20 jumping jacks and 20 push-ups in the morning. Marcus had to work on being a good Stoic, on building a virtuous character, while running an empire, which was no doubt exhausting. The idea that you or I would have a more difficult challenge in finding the spare time to work on ourselves than did Marcus is patently ridiculous. Even if we have three kids and two jobs, there's time in there somewhere. There's an extra hour to be found in going to bed later, or waking up earlier, or in cutting something out of our lives that isn't as important as developing virtuous characters, right? You know this is true. I believe you when you say you're busy, but there is something that you're doing every day that you could spend doing something else because no one's life is all responsibility 24 hours a day, or even just the 12 to 16 hours a day most of us are awake. There's flex time. You're just not looking for it. Yesterday, Eric told you you needed a resolute resolution. Let me do my best to tell you, even though Eric would tell me I couldn't, what that resolute resolution ought to be. And I'll even contradict my opening statements by saying this, but I don't care. I think I've discovered the most resolute resolution just in working through this meditation with you this morning. Your resolute resolution is to find time to be better. You define how you're going to be better. You define what that means. But gosh darn it, you have got to find the time to do it. Because being better, becoming a good and virtuous person is not going to just happen to you. It doesn't just happen to anyone. It's something you have to actively work to do. So actively work to do it, or die, whenever that is, having never become better than you are right at this moment, which, to be sure, isn't the best version of yourself you could be. If it was, it's not likely you'd be listening to this podcast. And this isn't an attack. This isn't me shaming you into action. Don't assent to that impression. This is me telling you, as clearly as I possibly can, that you have, I have, we have, work to do to realize our full potential as virtuous human beings who are a boon to the world around us. So, again, Happy New Year. Now go and get after it. Go get after your virtuous character, because no one else can do it for you. And if you need a kick in the pants to get started, well, I do this podcast every day of the week for a reason. Start your day with 8 to 10 minutes of Stoic listening right here with me on the Practical Stoicism podcast literally every day of the week. And that'll get you into the right headspace. And then you will be primed to pay mind to your practice as you go throughout your day. That is what I'm here for. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Practical Stoicism. I hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. It would mean a lot to me if you're enjoying this show if you would review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. And if you'd like to get rid of ads, you can do so at stoicism.supercast.com for just $6 a month. I appreciate the support. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, take care. 